Hello and welcome to The Pulse. The Lunar New Year is almost upon us and shopping malls are packed with locals and mainland tourists doing their New Year shopping. Too packed, say local residents in areas like Shangshui and Tunmun, thanks to the influx of illegal parallel goods traders. More on that in part two. But first, on Wednesday, Chief Executive Lan Chung-ying invited members of the University of Hong Kong Council to lunch in his capacity as Chancellor. That would not normally attract much attention, but pro-Beijing sources have made it clear that they do not want the former Dean of the Law School, Johannes Chan, to be appointed pro-Vice-Chancellor, the number two post in the university. The government, including the Chief Executive, have been accused of exerting pressure to make sure this doesn't happen. It's a claim they strenuously deny, although the Central Policy Unit member, Sophia Cao, says she may have discussed the appointment as a hot topic, but couldn't remember who with and under what circumstances. Around two weeks ago, this article in Wen Weibo revealed the findings of the University Research Assessment Exercises 2014 report one day before they were made available to the public by the University Grants Committee. The paper accused Johannes Chan, the then Dean of the Hong Kong University Law Faculty, of meddling in politics and lowering the standard of his faculty's research papers. Johannes Chan responded to the campaign against him in an article pointing out that the report from the University Grants Committee was, at the time of publication in the left-wing papers, a strictly confidential document. He was puzzled how they got hold of it. He added that if the leak came from any senior government officials, it amounted to blatant behind-the-scenes intervention in academic freedom and freedom of speech. In this case, it appears the goal is to make sure that Johannes Chan is not appointed as a pro-vice-chancellor, that they associate him with, uh, you know, speaking up on rule of law and democracy issues in Hong Kong. Kevin Lau, an alumni of the law school, was also a student of Johannes Chan. In an article in Wednesday's Mingbao, he revealed that influential individuals had called up Hong Kong University Council members to set an example to show what needs to happen to those who speak up for democracy and ask them to reject Johannes Chan's candidature. Many legal heavyweights have signed a statement initiated by legal sector lawmaker Dennis Kwok supporting both Johannes Chan and the law school. Hong Kong University Students' Union has also released a statement of support. And some 700 academic staff have signed an open letter supporting Johannes Chan and defending academic freedom. The letter was drafted by scholars including Dora Choi, a Hong Kong University alumni who now teaches at the Chinese University. Uh, university professors, we are very well paid. We don't shut ourselves up in our laboratory or in our office or in the classrooms. There is a lot that we could contribute to society. And professors have the responsibility to convey to their students and to convey to the public uh, that um, they see if there is something wrong with society or if there's nothing wrong with society but there is a path that they think society should go. We simply have the duty to say so. 
Well, with us in the studio are Holok Sun, Director of the Centre for Public Policy Studies at Lingnan University, and Legal Sector Legislator Dennis Kwok. Dennis Kwok, can I come to you first? Uh, you've been very involved in this issue, yes. and you have said that you've heard that there has been direct pressure from the Chief Executive's office on the appointment. Yeah. Well, first of all, serious concerns have been expressed to me by members of my constituents, uh, including those uh, who teach at the Hong Kong U, that uh, they fear that uh, political inter interference is, is happening, especially during the time when the uh, University Search Committee has recommended uh, Professor Johannes Chan to be the, the Vice-Chancellor, uh, with uh, apparent very full backing from all the faculties and that someone very high up in the government is trying to interfere with that process and trying to lobby council members. Now, I admit that what I've heard has been relayed to me as second-hand uh, information, but my representative, uh, uh, in my capacity as their representative, I feel I have a duty to air those concerns, and I hope they're not true, and I hope the, the process will not be interfered with, and when they do vote the council, I hope that members of the council will do so with conscience. And let, let's be clear about this. Um, the, the general understanding is the reason that the administration may not like Johannes Chan is because he's a member of the democratic camp. And that he was apparently very close to the occupied movement. Um, we heard from Go Zengzi, uh, one of the very close aides of uh, CY, who is apparently in charge of all the personnel uh, appointments uh, in CY's administration, saying that perhaps Johannes Chan is not a, a, a suitable uh, a figure for the vice-chancellor position because of his involvement in Occupy movement. Now that sort of remarks is what um, uh, cause concerns because if um, they are seen as pressure or seen as interference by, by some members of university, then that is where uh, political inf interference would start, and we don't want to see that. Now, I, I think it's fair to say that this isn't an issue that's worrying you. Uh, I just thought that it cannot be true. Um, uh, if it happens, then of course it's, 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 a, it's a concern. Well, uh, uh, let, let's be clear about this. What, what you're saying is that if indeed there has been pressure from the Chief Executive's office for political reasons to block an appointment in a university, you, you would be opposed to that. Uh, yeah, but but you don't seem to be very concerned. Why no, is that? No, no, because I, I think uh, 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 this sort of thing wouldn't happen, shouldn't happen, and wouldn't happen. And uh, I just thought that uh, the the processes at the universities are pretty much transparent. You know, you you follow those steps. You know, to 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 look for a suitable candidate and you have to go through all those processes and it should be transparent. Well, it should be transparent, but, but the allegation is being made that pressure mm. is being put yeah, on but, council uh, members. But I was... Uh, that, that will never be done in yeah. public, will it? Uh, yes, of course. Uh, but on the other hand, uh, I can also understand that uh, some, some people have all kinds of concerns, all kinds of suspicions, which... Uh, may never be validated, you know, but people, people suspect of this and suspect of that, you know, and, and this sort of suspicion uh, comes from both camps. In this right. issue, yeah. what your basic position is, you're not worried because you don't think it's happening. That's right. And 
you're, you are worried because you do think it's happening. Well, I mean, Steve, I don't know. Call me cynical. Um, I'm a lawyer by training, and <laughs> I, I, I look at things on a holistic uh, way, and I look at all circumstantial evidence. What you're seeing is uh, the CY, uh, CY Learning Administration, uh, CE used the uh, policy address as an occasion to attack a journal issued by the University of Hong Kong, number one. Well, the student's number union, two, in fact. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, number two, uh, you see that the Wen Weibao somehow got their hands on a report one day early uh, and used that to criticize the, the Hong Kong U faculty and Professor Johannes Chan and all his work that is done as dean of the faculty. And then when the current dean uh, came out in defense of the faculty, he then got uh, uh, some documents were leaked against him about, about somehow his pay being uh, uh, too, too much. Uh, and then there was an attack on him. And then uh, other professors of, of the faculty of law. And then you see yesterday, nine professors from the faculty of law came out and say, look, we are fearful of political infer interference to the faculty and university. And these are people who've been there for decades. Some of them taught me when I was a law student at Hong Kong U. And I respect these people. And if they say they are concerned, I have no reason to doubt them. I mean, that does seem like a volume of circumstantial evidence. Uh, well, let me put it this way. Um, I personally am not concerned at all um, uh, about uh, this, uh, the chief executive's uh, comments about the undergrad, you know, this uh, student paper, you know, because I, I think he has the right to freedom of speech. Are you happier once you've heard that? Well, I think uh, freedom of speech, yes, of course, no one would uh, argue with that. But with power comes responsibility. And if you're a chief executive giving your policy address to the Legislative Council, you have to uh, mark your words very carefully. It really depends on the magnitude it's of the It's a really problem. bad political judgment. article doesn't even touch on separatists. Uh, it, it's been described as a se separatist uh, article, but it's not really, if you read it, it's about being, uh, uh, the identity of being a Hong Kong. I, I don't think a student no, that, should be criticized by the That's scene. not the case, you, you, you know, because uh, I, I've seen excerpts of, uh, of, of this book, you know, which was published. Uh, uh, by students. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it actually talked about uh, 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 the different possibilities of, uh, of you know, uh, that, I think that's called academic discussion, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I'm sorry, gentlemen, we are out of time, but we will be back after the break. Welcome back. In part one, we looked at a political controversy over staff appointments at the University of Hong Kong. But there are political developments also in the student body. Over the past five days, members of the HKU Students' Union have been voting in their annual election. Also on the ballot is a referendum on whether the union should withdraw from the Hong Kong Federation of Students. This week, not only is the Hong Kong University Student Union electing a new cabinet with reports alleging that one of the candidates has covert Communist Party backing, but they're also being asked to decide whether they will stay in the Hong Kong Federation of Students, or HKFS, one of the leaders of the Umbrella Movement.
雨傘運動裏邊一個問題就係誒，你基本上好大程度嘅政治責任或者政治決定咧，係要學生或者學聯呢個學生團隊去處理啦。咁嘅情況之下，其實誒學生會代表有限嘅人力有限，咁但係佢哋要處理決策咧，去同唔同團體開會去吸收啲資訊啦，以及喺三個佔領區裏邊廿四小時輪間去同啲市民溝通咧，已經耗盡曬佢大部分嘅精力。喺咁嘅情況之下咧，再要喺院校裏邊同學生有個恆常工作咧，而分工其實如果係唔完整或者本身人力都唔足夠嘅時候。According to the concern group, it's not just the umbrella movement that sparked the problem, but there's also disagreement over the federation structure and collective decision making. 其實你係唔應該捆綁八間院校有一個共識咯，即係我哋好相信每一間院校都係自主。Two of the students who initiated the proposal to withdraw from the federation are editors of the student magazine Undergrad and the book on Hong Kong autonomy that Lan Chongying criticised during his policy address. HKFS was formed in the 1950s to coordinate tertiary students' academic and cultural activities, but slowly the role of the Student Federation became more prominent in political issues like the June 4th movement. The Federation underwent structural changes in the 80s. In 2006, a student referendum was held in the University of Hong Kong to decide whether to leave the Federation. But due to a low turnout, the motion didn't pass. A poll conducted last month by University of Hong Kong Campus TV showed that half of the students interviewed felt that their student union should withdraw from the HKFS. Not only HKU, but some students in Lingnan and Chinese universities are also considering leaving the Federation. Chao Wai Lok at Lingnan University has initiated a successful move to get fellow students to vote next week on whether or not to stay in the Federation. As a member of Civic Passion, he supports Hong Kong autonomy and is motivated to leave the Federation because it takes a different view. But some student leaders think differences of opinion should be solved by discussion within the federation, not by leaving it. 嗰個本質或者核心個問題就在於學生會嗰個諮詢方法，或者佢同學生個溝通嘅工作過程係咪做得足夠，以至佢最終嘅代表去判斷一件事情嘅時候係咪反映到學生嘅意見。Billy Fong, who's running for president of the HKU Students Union, agrees with Alex Chow. He's been to a few meetings held by the federation. 因為喺會上面咧，好多時都會聽到可能係其他可能有啲政黨嘅團體或者民間團體係點樣睇啦，或者對於學，但係其實可能係喺即係各個院校嘅常委入面，佢同學生嘅溝通或者互動唔係太足夠，以致到學生嘅聲音未必可以喺成個常委嗰邊充分咁樣反映出嚟咯。咁因此其實亦直正亦都會正正因為咁樣我哋都會覺得其實未必一定需要透過脱聯去解決呢、這個即係溝通上面嘅問題啦。咁可能係。我哋都如果當選嘅話，都希望可以倡議翻，就係每一屆嘅，即係如果有意參選咧，或者候選嘅學聯秘書處嘅成員係可以即係嚟到院校去做一啲諮詢大會，等同學可以知道佢嚟緊來年工作啦。After the end of the umbrella movement, HKFS held forums in institutions to review their actions and engaged in discussions with student groups who want to leave the federation. Having led the umbrella movement, students are reflecting on where to go now. 
It's the last weekend to catch up on your Lunar New Year shopping. You might expect crowds, a lot of noise and almost lethal shopping trolleys. Last weekend, if you were shopping in Tumun Town Plaza, there was another obstacle. Please pepper spray. Last Sunday, hundreds of people, including residents of Tun Mun and members of the group Civic Passion and Hong Kong Indigenous, protested at Tun Mun Town Plaza. Their aim, they said, was to recover Tun Mun in the face of a constant influx of parallel traders, which is causing havoc in their daily lives. The protest turned into chaos. The police used pepper spray and batons on protesters. Thirteen people were arrested. 以前的抗爭方式例如是簽名、遊行等等 the influx of mainlanders hasn't only made it hard for Tunmun residents to buy everyday necessities in their district, it also drastically affects their travel time. Mainland visitors regularly queue up at the B3X bus stop to travel between Tunmun Town Centre and Shenzhen Bay Port, forcing local residents to wait longer to get on the bus. The bus company has introduced some new measures for handling a large amount of passengers, including introducing a dual queuing arrangement for passengers with or without luggage. It's also placed limits on the size and weights of the passenger's baggage. But even those whose luggage is over the limit can still get on the bus. Leung Kim Singh, the spokesman of a parallel traders concern group, also complains that bus company staff are not enforcing the new measures. Leung Kim Singh is particularly concerned about the influx of parallel traders in his neighborhood of Shangshui. Since 2012, he's been asking the government to deal with the parallel trade issue, including monitoring how effectively MTR staff enforces luggage limits. But after all this time, the situation has not improved. 
我見港鐵職員係特別勤力地去去做呢個管制嘅。咁但係當我哋一唔在場嘅時候，據我聽翻嚟咧，咁就會放遠少少手腳嘅。咁我覺得呢方面係唔合理嘅。由一二年去到而家嘅封沙行動 ，total 都只不過係拘捕咗二千人。但係而家有成萬幾二萬人係從事緊呢個水貨行業嘅，可能隨時多過添。而呢樣嘢，我哋自己睇得到，呃、政府喺呢方面做嘅嘢係唔多咧。On Thursday, the director of immigration, Chang Kokki, said that 1,735 mainland visitors had been arrested for suspected parallel trading activities in 2014. 200 were convicted and sentenced to prison for periods ranging from four weeks to three months. The immigration department has also barred entry to around 25,000 suspected parallel traders. Protesters are planning another take-back action in Shatin on Sunday, so buyers beware. We'll see you at the same time next week when the Year of the Ran will be upon us. Until then, goodbye.